Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here with um, episode 69. Haha. <laughs> um, we're going to personalize some, personify some companies, I guess. But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. So, because I don't really have much of an update this week, I'm just going to talk about something that's been really helping my workouts. Um, I have been one of those people that when I drink pre-workout, which is like a thing that's supposed to give you the pump, which is supposed to make your muscles look bigger after like working them out, it doesn't really work for me. Um, I've never really noticed a significant difference in energy or like the so-called pump that it's supposed to give. Um, but what I've been recently doing is trying creatine. And creatine is one of the most researched supplements out there. But again, this is not medical advice in any single way. I'm just saying that if pre-workout doesn't work for you, you could try creatine because it kind of also gives you a little bit more energy if you take it 30 minutes before a workout um, because it kind of increases the water retention of your muscles. So your muscles look bigger. Um, you might gain a little bit more strength. Um, I think there's like for women especially, it's good for like if you lose bone density later in life. So like it helps with that. Um, your body naturally produces it anyways. Um, the caveat is that if you don't drink enough water or if you take too much creatine, you get severely dehydrated um, and you start getting a headache. And also there's nonstop going to the bathroom because you're drinking so much water. Are you speaking from personal experience or this is just something you researched? This is speaking from personal experience. Me, oh, no. like Jordan and I have both like started taking it. And if we take like too much in one sitting, like the recommended dose in like one sitting, we get headaches um, because I guess we don't drink water fast enough. But if we take half of it, then we're fine. So we take like half and then half later. Um, but if you have any meetings um, in between taking creatine um be prepared to be holding in your pee for the entirety of the meeting <laughs> yikes yeah but mm. other than that um really interesting the effects that it's had i feel like my muscles have gotten bigger than they have in the last like two years of my training um and i kind of like enjoy it like the routine of taking creatine collagen and Gatorade. <laughs> wow, Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, that like that's the that's the secret. Huh. Again, caveat: creatine tastes awful. Um, so it's like a chalky taste almost, and it doesn't really dissolve like properly in water and stuff. And don't let anyone tell you that it does because it doesn't. Um, so I usually shoot it with like some Gatorade and like um, some liquid collagen to make it taste a lot better. Hmm. This is good to know. Um, oh. I will also do some research and then I will ask you what specifically you buy because it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like I've become like a gym bro. Like I feel like I'm like slowly like- You've been a gym bro for a while. <laughs> but, like I feel like I'm getting sucked in deeper. Like I go to like um, a Popeye supplement store and I become like, like one of the bros there and I feel so weird about it like I because like they're like oh yeah like I tried this and like that supplement and like this is I've gotten this effect and that effect and like they're really like I don't know I feel like I'm just getting like gym broke like person gym bro pilled 
Maybe that's the... This is how cults form. Yeah, I'm in the supplement cult. The gym bro cult. Well, at least it's a healthy um, cult, I guess. Well, yeah, it's healthy to a certain degree. Healthy but expensive cult. When you start steroids, that's when I'll be like, "Mm, maybe like stop it. (laughs) Yeah, um, that's my update. What's your update this week? Um... No really big update. I'm just like planning out my summer vacations. My uh, vacation to Tobermory is coming up. It's only like a three-day thing. Some bad luck that it's raining basically like most of the day that I'm there. And it's too cold to go to the beach, which is what I had intended to do when I was at Tobermory. Um, But I'm not going to let it get in the way of all the stuff I booked because it is a lot of money. Like you would not believe how much money it is just to go see Flower Pot Island. How much money is it? It's like fifty-seven dollars. It's a that's... like a cruise, basically, because that's how you see like the shipwreck underneath. But uh... like, I've done that. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Was it was it worth it? Um, it was kind of like so I think they have like this boat where it's like clear glass underneath. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then, like when it goes, yeah, okay, yeah, it's it was interesting when I was a kid. Shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I the rest of the boat ride was just <laughs> they give you like three hours on the island oh I don't again it was probably in grade six <laughs> when I did this so I don't remember much of it but uh, it was neat so what else so Tobermory I have um, my trip with my family coming up uh, my family is not planning that I am planning it uh classic and then I am also planning my trip with my boyfriend which he is also not planning and I have asked hey do you want to help me plan and he said no thanks how about you plan it I'm just good with anything so this is gonna be truly I'm okay with planning it as long as people don't complain I think I would like to not plan it which is why I think we travel well together because <laughs> I plan it. Yeah. No one in my life plans it. It like it, it always like other than the two of us, it always falls on me. And I hate it. Yeah. I'm thinking so the easiest like scapegoat for me is like planning day tours where I like look through a tour company and I'm like, okay, they got it for now. I don't have to plan a day. Damn. That's like are they expensive? Uh, depends, I guess, because you still want, like, the best bang for your book. So it's a lot of research, but it's not mm-hmm. bad. So far, the ones I've gone on, like, I guess I have nothing to compare it to. So, like, they could literally be taking advantage of me, and I would not know. But it's great. And now I see why my mom, when we were younger, always booked tours. And I was like, why do we keep going on tours? We can do this on our own, mom. But now I, I get it. She didn't uh, want to plan it. Yeah. Um, so when are you going, so when is all, like, what is all the dates for everything? Oh, Tobermory is July, so this weekend. Well, Sunday to Wednesday. And then my Ireland and Scotland trip is in August. And then my Netherlands and Belgium trip is in September. I can't believe you're flying to Europe and then flying back and then flying to Europe again the next month. Yeah, that was a lot. Originally, they were going to be like two weeks apart. And then I was like, no, I don't think I can do that. That's going to be like, I might as well just stayed there this whole time. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. You should have invited Nick on your family vacation. Honestly, I was thinking about it, but then I was like, mm, I kind of just wanted to be a family vacation. 
technically you could be family one day yeah and when that day comes then he can come okay <laughs> <laughs> he can come with our child yeah you're the babysitter i'm gonna go have fun <laughs> <laughs> bye because you wouldn't help me plan <laughs> yeah yeah you said you wouldn't complain you're fine with anything so yeah this is what you had to do. <laughs> exactly yeah but I'll, I'm, I'm pretty excited um this will be a fun summer I will not let COVID get in the way. But I'm kind of concerned because my mom and my brother haven't gotten COVID. So that means we've got to bring a lot of COVID tests with us. Yeah, good thing they're still free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can hoard some. Mm -hmm. Anyways, who's your beef or crush of the week? So my beef of this week, which is technically an update, but who knows? I woke up on Monday and I had like bumps all over my legs. And they were, like, quite itchy. But I didn't think anything of it. I get, like, bumps and stuff pretty often. Um, so, like, I scratched. And then slowly throughout the day, I started developing more bumps on my other leg and my arms that have been, like, steadily growing. But it seemed to have mostly stopped. I, for the life of me, cannot figure out what exactly they are. I've looked up some pictures, like, on Reddit and Google and everything that look kind of close. But they seem to be centered around, like hands and feet while mine are on like my forearms and my calves so I'm like I don't know if this is exactly the right thing um originally I thought it was hives and I talked to Maggie about it because and to see if she had something similar with like allergy season and everything and she did but now I don't think they're hives either um but I did get stronger allergy medication and that seems to be helping a little bit um I also got stronger hydro hydrocortisone, um, as strong as you can get over the counter. <laughs> and that has also been helping, but they have not gone down and they're still a little bit itchy. Um, like if it's been a while since like I've reapplied and stuff and I don't know. And I don't know, I really want to go to my doctor because she is doing all of her appointments like over the phone. And I feel like that's just going to be a hassle. Like, by the time I book a doctor's appointment, be able to talk to her, and then, like, if I actually, like, have to go in and stuff, like, I feel like it's going to be gone. So I hope. So two things. One, you should still see your doctor anyway, but I feel like if you talk to them over the phone and say it's, like, literally, like, a skin thing, then, like, there's, there's no way, she, like, she'll see you on the phone. Like, I think they'll be, like, come in person instead. But I think first, yeah, you need the phone one. Or, like, talk to them. Talk to a receptionist. I think that's what it is. My second thing is, is it the creatine? If this is a new thing in your life, are you allergic to something you're ingesting? So I've been taking creatine for, like, two, three months now. Um, I don't think it's the creatine. Like, everything, mm. so everything, like, I've, like, analyze everything i've ate in like the last week and stuff and nothing i've eaten has been new like everything i've had i've had before in my life um and like i even i thought it was like maybe tofu because i haven't had soy in a while so then i tried eating tofu again and it didn't like didn't get any worse didn't get any better so everything has been pretty consistent hmm. um some people have said online that it could be COVID related, like um, like the after effects of COVID could raise your histamine levels. 
um, which makes you more prone to like allergic reactions and everything. But again, it's been two months since I last had COVID. Um, so I don't know. I think it's something to do with allergies still. Um, because like allergy medication does help it, but I just don't know what exactly. Hmm. I have also been very itchy. And I think it also might be allergy related, but also unclear. Yeah, it actually might be because I was pretty itchy last night again and I took an allergy pill before bed and I woke up today and I was like, hmm, that is itchy. Are you sure it's not just me constantly talking about being itchy that you're like, ooh, I'm itchy now too? Well, I guess I wasn't like actually realizing how itchy I was because I literally have like scabs on like my hand and like my, like this area here and like my thighs and stuff. From like scratching so much. I just have like random scratch marks over my body. And that's from me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh yeah, no problem. But yeah. yeah. I think it that has be been the hardest case. part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm okay. So I'm hoping, like, I'm hoping it's allergies and I'm hoping it will just go away eventually. Um, like, I wake up every single morning with like renewed hope of, hey, maybe they're <laughs> gone. And then when they're not, I'm like, damn another depressing day (laughs) oh yeah and i don't want to show you because like it's not bad but like i also don't really think they're going to show up on camera that well um also it's like weird we're not we're not not a medical (laughs) podcast (laughs) oh my god imagine if one of us was a doctor that'd be so great but it's like technically doctors can't like treat their friends and family right yeah but like i'm but you know like just opinion like just get, yeah. like get it being like hey like what is this yeah. kind of thing which is like a thing that i've seen that doctors really hate mm-hmm. but you know just the peace of mind knowing that this is not some skin like flesh eating disease or something do you remember that episode of parks and rec where everyone sends their dick pic to ann <laughs> <laughs> the equivalent <laughs> yes the equivalent <laughs> send me your dick pic Wanda. but it's just your skin stuff yeah, I'll make my arm dick shaped. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, what's your beef or crush of the week? Um, my crush of the week is Downton Abbey. Once again, it's something that Wanda has talked about for a while that I'm like, mm, I'll put it off later. And now I love it. Day and night, I all I think about is Downton Abbey. That's all I talk about to Nick. Um, I wish he watched it. I just give him the TLDR and he's like, hmm, interesting. And then he got home from the gym last night. And I was watching Downton Abbey, and I said, oh, hey, do you want to watch it with me? And he said, preferably nothing um, where people have British accents. And I was like, okay, that's rude. And then I let him choose whatever he wanted on YouTube. And he watched his fish videos where everyone there had a British accent because they were in England. And I was like, okay, I get it. You just don't like Downton Abbey. That's such a weird, like, I wonder if he did that on purpose. If he did that on purpose? Yeah, like if he's like, oh, like he just didn't want to watch Downton Abbey. So he's like, I don't want to watch anything with a British accent, knowing that it's like a (laughs) British show. And he's also half British. That's why he loves Marmite so much. That's got to be the only reason. No one naturally loves Marmite. I thought it was Australian. Oh, that's um, Vegemite. Oh, okay. Same, Um, same maybe he's just showing interest in the things that you watch but he's not actually interested enough to watch it himself mm-hmm. he doesn't like any of that old stuff any of the yeah. old 
19th, 18th century stuff. Yeah. After you get through all of the Downton Abbey series and, and the all movies. the movies, uh, you can go watch The Gilded Age. <laughs> There's another movie. I yeah, saw it just in theaters. Out. That's insane. I'm surprised the cast is even alive. They're so How old. dare you? Like, I don't know her name, but she was also in Harry Potter. Um, oh, Professor McGonagall. Yeah, Lady Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith, yes. Um, don't jinx it. I don't want her to die. She's so precious. Every time I see behind the scenes, she's literally in a wheelchair and looks like she's like gonna die. Like she's that's why still she's acting, sitting. Though. That's why she's <laughs> sitting all the time in Downton Abbey. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, she's supposed to be pretty old in Downton Abbey too. Yeah, I guess. And she's, she's sitting like all the 90 time. Ninety something. Yeah, I think she was also in the Exotic Marigold Hotel, where her character was also sitting the whole time. Honestly, imagine being such a good actress that, like, you could just be like, I need to sit all the time, and people would still be like, hell yeah. <laughs> what if, like, her character is always, like, very posh and, like, a little bit, like, stuck up. What if she's not even acting? That's just her. <laughs> she's, like, very, like, kind, though. Yeah. I like her. So. I think her character is my favorite, like yours, in Downton Abbey. Add our listeners. Watch Downton Abbey. I don't know why it just captures you in like that. Yeah, it's surprising because it's not that like drama filled. Like it's definitely slow, and I think that's a thing with all British television. It's pretty slow, mm -hmm. but like weirdly like good, Ad addictive. Yeah, I think it like takes a while. Like I think it took me until the end of season one where I was really like hoped this is good. Like Parks and Rec. Yeah, it's not one of those shows that like lead you in, but it's like a show that's like, whoa, it, you got my attention. And I don't know what it was, but have it on in the background while you're doing stuff. That's what got my attention. Definitely, definitely one of those shows. Mm -hmm. uh, moving on to episode 69. Nice. Uh, where we match personalities to the companies and see what they would be like if they were people. We will examine this, we will analyze this, and most importantly, we will give our unsolicited sarcastic opinions. Okay, the very first one. Let's go through social media companies. Twitter. If Twitter was a person, what would they be like? Personality-wise, right? Yes. Okay. I'll limit you to three words. Sassy. Angry. I'll have a third one. Those are my two for now. What are your three? I'm thinking opinionated, um, a little bit dumb, um, but very woke. It's so hard because it's like Twitter's like so divided, I guess. Yeah. Like there's the, <laughs> it's like there's parts where it's like, I mean, this is all social media companies where it's like they're so hateful and everything. And mm -hmm. then there's the other side where they're so woke and like, um, like, doing good things and i don't know, like it's just so like all over the place that's hard to be like okay this is like it's hard to be like this one person mm -hmm. would have all of these traits like it'd be a very confusing person this is who my twitter is <laughs> i just see a lot of i think dumb overall is like a good good um summary of everyone on twitter because people yeah. will say outrageous things on twitter yeah yeah it's you know those like 
um things that are like never like expect the unexpected or like never let them know your next move kind of thing like that's the type of person like twitter would be (laughs) yeah like they do it for um kind of like that surprise effect like just to get a reaction out of you kind of thing Mm -hmm. i think that's what twitter is built on the basis of anyways because it's like you have 280 characters to really like make your mark you're gonna Mm -hmm. do things for like shock value yeah a lot of like companies use twitter a lot of like news reporters or journalists whatever also Mm -hmm. use twitter to like because like that's the thing that people check like people don't necessarily watch the news but they're like oh shit like they're live tweeting this yeah it's kind of changing the game for journalism because it's like people are only going to read like the headline or like that quick blurb they won't actually click on the article and as soon as they see the headline they're going to jump to conclusions and like start riots over stuff Mm -hmm. ridiculous next one tiktok this one's pretty easy i think how would you describe them underage oh overtly sexual oh um sometimes helpful <laughs> i know that was three <laughs> words uh, i don't know if i agree with the first two i was thinking like what's the word when you have like a really short attention span like you're really adhd a little bit yeah because so they say on twitter you have eight seconds to capture someone's attention on tiktok i feel like it's even shorter like any video that is more than like a minute i'm like nope swipe up any video that's like more than five seconds yeah <laughs> like you gotta get my attention right away yeah um I th- okay maybe the underage part is right they're mostly they're teens they're people younger than us they're all underage if you're younger than me you're underage um i guess helpful could be true but also i feel like it's not that helpful because so many people have like bragged about like products and stuff that are not that good sometimes helpful yeah maybe like i maybe this should be the glass half empty sometimes very not helpful (laughs) (laughs) um it's very entertaining though yeah i think it is like my if i'm having a sad day that's where i go to laugh a little bit but they're funny yeah they're funny they're entertaining i think so yes Yeah, it's weird because, like, on one hand, I'm, like, I can see TikTok as, like, the 16-year-old, very pretty blonde girl who dances. But on the other hand, I can see, like, TikTok being, like, a 40-year-old man. So. Oh, my. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just, like, if I, like, imagining it as a person, it's, like, it's... Wow, social media is, like, really hard to capture in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, I guess the exact, like or personality type they are well i think tiktok is an underage person <laughs> yeah an and extroverted underage yes, yes. <laughs> i think it's so much a t- twitter where like a lot of misinformation is always like shared yeah and but- it takes a long time to um get rid of misinformation on those kind of sites but also i think like twitter is a lot older like Twitter feels a little bit more mature in comparison to TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's grown up, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Not just because it's been around for longer. Yes. Okay, Instagram. Ooh, I know this one. Okay, go. Okay, that word chuggy. 
Mm. Yes. Um, white. Um, that whole gross aesthetic where it's like live, laugh, love. Yeah, I can see that. That that's how I would describe Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so the average white woman. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like fake. Yeah. Maybe like someone post plastic surgery, but then again, that's not really a personality type. <laughs> Once who's had a lot of plastic surgery. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Fake is the only word I can. But it's fake of personality. It can be. Yeah. Okay. They have. Yeah. They're just. I guess fake. And all the things that you said because that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Okay. Facebook. Grandmother. Yes. <laughs> Actually, like, I have a lot of relatives in Vietnam who are on Facebook, and they're always like late, like forties. And always posting pictures, always sharing dumb memes. Yeah. Sharing like a little too much on Facebook. Yeah, boomers, minions, <laughs> and um Trump supporters. Like <laughs> I can see that. Um LinkedIn's very much like business professional, like like everyone's supposed to, like everyone's so successful like they're in their ivory towers and everything like all about promotions and good news and stuff but like i don't know lately i've been seeing a lot of like emotional posts too like hey like pray for my daughter like she's going through this or like this like this is the anniversary plot death or like oh i just got married so like i don't know how i feel about that it's becoming yeah like super weird um mm -hmm. it almost feels like instagram but somehow worse i think i objectively hate linkedin more than instagram because i use it more and i really believe when people post like good news story that i'm like oh my god their life is perfect or when they it's it sounds bad but when they post the sad news story i just like zone it out like i just don't read it i just keep going because i'm like mm, whatever it's not it's whatever not what for. yeah but it's also like uh like it feels like a weird place to post it on linkedin mm -hmm. and it's like i know it's like they're kind of encouraging it a little bit like oh like linkedin shouldn't just be where you post like your professional achievements mm -hmm. or failures or whatever like it should be about like posting about your life because it is still a social media even though if it's i guess like a professional social media and like people should be more encouraged to like talk about themselves and stuff but i don't know like it just feels so like not Fake right <laughs> and the shitty thing is like i can't get rid of it it's like a ball and chain that is like permanently attached to me and i'm like dragging it like behind mm -hmm. me as i'm like trying to walk forward because it's like that's where a lot of companies post jobs and stuff and like they're because i worked kind of like on the back end of this as well like they do a pretty good job of like screening for um like actual like jobs being posted so like they make sure that the job that you click on when you click on like apply does not make you have to pay for anything um does not redirect you a bunch of times um and like just like kind of like overall like a little bit of a safety check kind of like um just like ease of use and safety for mm -hmm. like the applicant so like it's 
good in that sense as well because there's kind of like a little bit of like a screening ish it's not that extensive but it's like a little bit hmm. good to know yeah plus like if a company pays for it then you gotta have some money because <laughs> <laughs> it's not cheap it's really not cheap <laughs> yeah so it, yeah ivory tower business professional where mm -hmm. everyone's having success <laughs> i hate it every time i talk to someone about linkedin they're like oh i hate linkedin so no one actually likes it i yeah it's like i've become like that mean girls thing of katie how she was like pretending to like linkedin and then she actually gets into it and she's like oh, i hate it so much but she uses it every day that's me now okay what about reddit oh it's kind of stereotypical, but I see like neck beard, like white guy, a little bit like chunky, living in mom's basement, which isn't a bad thing, but he has no responsibilities. Yeah. Um. Apparently, there's this thing called NEAT, uh, not in education, employment, or training. Is yikes. N E E T, which is like what. I guess kind of what you're explaining where they, they don't really they're not really working they're not doing really anything else and they're kind of just like living their life sucking from their parents but like there's that but then there's also a part of me that's like very like like it's the fandom people and also there's a part of me where there's the crazy people <laughs> yeah um because there's like just so many subreddits yeah, and like I say all this, but it's still like my go-to place when I look up advice. Or, like, what? <laughs> or when I look up like medical stuff or like... Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Not like relationship advice. No, no. <laughs> just medical. Because their advice is, believe it or not, divorce. Again, like social media companies just so hard to encapsulate into like one personality because there's so many like little facets and stuff mm -hmm. and like pockets of people that are just so different like you like uh like a 14 year old girl could be on reddit but also like a 50 year old like veteran can also be on reddit and it's just just so many different people from all walks of life and everything to be fair the founder of reddit is living his life now married to serena williams so hmm. i just saw their daughter is four years old wow time flies time literally flies i swear she was just pregnant yesterday yeah i thought so too um, I think his daughter is named after him, right? Oh, I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> Moving on to commerce shops, e-commerce shops for just large boys. Amazon, who do you think of? Large boys? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to refer to, like, or like big, like retailers now. You're a large boy. Um... Amazon greedy, um, terrible, <laughs> and fast dictator. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I can see Amazon with like a crown on its head, um, like a big staff, like a dictator slash king. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see that. Um, but I hate how much I use them because they're so fast and efficient. If it helps, you stopping your use of Amazon Prime is not going to put a dent in the company's profits. 
Um, even like if more than you stopped using Amazon Prime because majority of their profits don't come from their delivery service. Um, so, yes. Yeah. I remember reading somewhere that they lost money, actually. Yeah, in some cases they do. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly I think it's... their web services. Mm-hmm. So, if you're a company, stop using Amazon Web Services, even though, like, a big chunk of the internet is hosted on Amazon Web Services. Um, but yeah, I doubt that's going to happen. Hit them where it hurts, guys. Yeah, Walmart. I think Walmart was, like, the OG big boy. Like, the OG, like, dictator, like, hurting small businesses, undercutting everyone's prices kind of thing. Yeah, he's, like, the white, like, unsuspecting white man. Where no, he's he pretty comes... suspecting. <laughs> but wait, like when Walmart first came in, I think he was like, everyone's like, oh, like it's like, you know, this like white guy, he's come in, he's going to create jobs for the community, everything. And then bam, he bankrupts an entire city of small businesses. He's the Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like where he's so like good looking and like people and women like talk to him and everything. Mm-hmm. But then like he turns around and kills them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, not that handsome. Like, Walmart's, like, not that attractive. Ted Bundy was not attractive. Only the Zac Efron version was. Okay, but wait. the One of the main draws of Ted Bundy was that he was an attractive male. Like, people thought he was attractive, which is why, like, a lot of women flocked to him. This is... Yeah, ladies, um, just wait a few years. You'll see way better looking guys come out. Um... Walmart would be like budget Ted Bundy. Like, so, like, if this was like Zac Efron top, Ted Bundy at the top, and then like Ted Bundy as like the average point, it'd be like Walmart budget level Ted Bundy, un- like underneath that. Do you think, was Ted Bundy ever in like Utah or in like one of those states where like everyone just dates their cousin? So they want, they see someone who's like not related to them, they're like, whoa, he's hot. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I can look where Ted Bundy spent most of his time. Oh man, am I going to be attacked for this? Attacked for what? For um, basically saying people, women back then only thought he was attractive because they were in like states where they were known to fraternize with their cousins. (laughs) He's from Vermont. Oh, okay. That's great. That's a skiing place, I think. Oh, he actually was... uh... California, Colorado, Florida, Idaho, Oregon, Utah, Hmm. and Washington. (laughs) Well, that's only the one thing, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Oh, he was apprehended on my birthday in 1975. Wow. Good for um, your birthday, I guess. Yeah. Big things happening on August (laughs) 16th. Because, you know, they knew. They knew I was going to be born. (laughs) They were like, we got to make this a safer place for Wanda. Back to the big boys. (laughs) Target. Target. I see this as a, okay, it's one of those people who are like those failure white men who keep like talking about how big they are and then you find out they're actually like lame and like unemployed living in their mom's basement. I thought Target was like Walmart's sophisticated brother. Like, not that great, but like a little bit better. When they came to Canada, they were 
so expensive yeah but that's also why they failed in canada because they literally upped their prices but then did not offer really anything like they offered in the states like variety wise and stuff and it was kind of just a big giant failure i don't know why they thought that would work as like a business plan yeah um Maybe in the States, they're seen as, like, way cooler than Walmart. I, like, definitely, because I watch, like, a lot of vlogs of YouTubers and stuff, and, like, they go, like, ham in, like, you, like, tw- like Target haul vlogs or mm. whatever, like, $600 spend at Target. And, like, it actually looks like Target has a lot of, like, nice, like, home decor stuff and, like, clothing and everything. But for some reason, they just didn't decide to bring that same spice of life, um, to Canada which is like really weird like why did they think that they were going to be successful here if they did everything differently hmm. maybe um hmm, maybe like they couldn't get like the approvals for licensing and stuff in Canada maybe that is true I mean you do get a lot more options I guess mm-hmm. as like a retailer in the states like there's so many things that I see people eating, and I'm like, oh my god, I want to try that. And then I'm like, mm, not available in Canada. Womp. I've been there. Yeah. That's like the only reason why I don't want to live in the States right now. It's like the variety of like <laughs> junk that I can get. So much trans fats. Yeah. So much high fructose syrup. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one Costco. Oh, Costco is like the big boy, big boy. Yeah, Costco is like every parent. It's like how I see it is their ideal customer is the mom of the family who just like buys a shit ton of stuff because that's what my mom does and Nick's mom and Gabby's mom. Are you stereotyping that moms have to be the grocery shoppers in the family? They just happen to be. I hate that. That should be men doing it, too. Yeah. Hey, personally love grocery shopping. Me so, too. like, <laughs> I'd, it, like, it'd probably be me. Even though, like, I don't really love driving to Costco because it's just so hectic and everything mm. in parking lot. And, like, we don't even live in a big city. Like, there's literally been fights that have broken out in Costco parking lots in, like, cities near us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um... We don't even have a gas station. It's nothing to fight about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's like Costco's like nice because it's like they're like they pay their employees really well. They um, like have good employee retention because of that. They kept their hot dogs at a dollar, <laughs> um, even in Canada. So, like, I don't know. Like, Costco's almost like the nice grandfather who hoards everything. Yeah. I, th- I really like that. I think that is a fair um, comparison. Yeah. Wholesalers. Good job. Yeah. Retail wholesalers. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like kind of insane too because it's like if you get your product into Costco, like I watched a lot of like Dragon's Den and Shark Tank back in the day and they're like a big thing was like getting their product into Costco because like once you got into Costco, you like reached like multi-million dollars in sales. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Do you remember like OMG clusters? Yes. 
Yeah. So they were like on Dragon's Den and then they like one of the dragons, I guess, helped them get into Costco or something. And they're like, yeah, they're like, we went from like a couple of million dollars, like over 30 million or something like that. Like they basically exploded. Yeah. Wow. I really like those. Yeah. I can't eat them though because they're just so bad for you. (laughs) I haven't had them since like as a kid, probably, but they're pretty good. Yeah, they're not popular anymore. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot more competition. Mm-hmm. I don't see them like when I'm grocery shopping or anything. Or maybe I do when I zone it out. Yeah. Brand blindness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Moving on to fashion. Um, Zara, the fast fashion guru of the world. I like <laughs> this is weird because it's like on one hand, it's like I see a sweatshop worker. But then on the other hand, I see a casual businesswoman who is living frugally. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. But I also see like um like an overworked like woman at the top who's like, oh my god, we gotta keep up, we gotta keep up. That's who I kinda see. Yeah. And it's actually like kind of interesting because like we're gonna do H and M next, but like I remember one of my like business professors actually talking about this, where it's like everyone kept on saying like Zara's like lower tier, like fast fashion type of stuff, and he's like, wait, no, because if you compare it with things like H and M, they're actually a lot more like expensive and quote unquote better made and like um than like things like H and M. So it's like they're almost like they're like middle management. Yeah, like in the <laughs> in um, this world of fast fashion in the world of fast fashion where they're mm. like slightly above the average like employee but they're still not like the top level executives kind of thing hmm. yeah. i yeah. see elizabeth holmes i don't know why that is yeah budget ceo yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I could actually see her wearing like H and M. I mean, Zara. I don't want. Sorry, yes, Zara. Don't want to be bitchy to other women, but you know, in the bad way, where it's like she was in over her head. It's like we got to be constantly changing. Got to change the. Got to please the people. Yeah, and they're and like, also, we can't do this, and she's exploiting people. Yeah. Also, a very good swindler, though. Yeah, that's who Zara is now. Now that they don't let me get free shipping. Pisses me off all the time because one like Zara's like shipping was like one of the best that there mm-hmm. were, and then they started charging for it. And I'm like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a little bit weird. I haven't bought anything since though, so I haven't tested it out. Me too. I ever since you told me that was two ninety five, I've like thought about it. I've even thought about going to stores, but then I was like, you know what? Like, I it's not worth it. I mm-hmm. just don't want to go shopping in stores. <laughs> I don't want to go pick up in store. Like, it just that three dollar extra like it's just not worth it for me. yeah exactly like it's it's not a lot but it's the fact that they won't like they're willing to charge three dollars hmm. yeah when they're like a multinational company yeah come on yeah ridiculous greedy that's mm-hmm. the personality trait mm-hmm. <laughs> that's elizabeth holmes yeah. yeah okay so next h&m Well, that's interesting now because now my stereotype has changed since your professor said that Zara is technically higher up than H&M. 
Oh, don't let him influence you. What did you think before? Well, I thought H&M was a little bit better. Like, I thought H&M was more, like, sustainable on top of being fast fashion. Like, they seem like the people who were better? Technically, um, Zara has a lot of, like, sustainable fashion things, too, now. Hmm, shit. It's, like, the thing that, like, a lot of fast fashion retailers are doing. Hmm. I have more stuff from Zara than H&M, though. Yeah, me too. I I think in my head, it's like, I do find that H&M things are not as good of quality mm-hmm. as, like, Zara. Um, and then, like, even style-wise, I find that Zara has a lot more well-tailored pieces yeah. in comparison to H&M. But H&M does have, like, a broader, like, size range than Zara does. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how to describe H&M then. High school girl. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's hard because it's like it it's pretty good for like most people say like basics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um they do have like good color ranges, good side range size ranges and everything, but like there's nothing really special about it. Mm-hmm. Side story, I remember when my cousin first came to Canada and like he was like looking for like a jacket or something for like um fall and I was like, "Oh, like why don't we go to H&M and everything?" And he was like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> Like, he was, like, so against it. He's like, we have H&M in China. No, 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 no. (laughs) This is poor people stuff. Yeah. Which is, like, I wonder if H&M is, like, that different in China or if we're just, like, so deep into fast fashion that we just don't really care. Mm, Maybe. Anyways, next company, Aritzia. Oh, God. Think of everything I described Instagram as and that's Aritzia. Yeah. It's like snobby like put together like i will say like very mm-hmm. pretty fashionable put together but definitely very like i'm better than you like i don't know it's almost intimidating walking into like an aritzia store and sometimes they don't have change rooms i mean they do have change rooms but they don't have mirrors in there um not a lot of size options um everything yeah they, they seem to just treat you nicer if you're petite yeah I mean, I think I have read somewhere that's like if you walk in with like designer bags or like if you look like you're going to spend like a lot of money, like sales associates are always like more willing to help you and stuff. Um, But I also like have been like, I don't really wear like super like nice things. And I feel like I'm like, stay away from me. (laughs) I always get very um, nervous when they talk to me. Yeah. Like I don't. It's one of those like, things where they talk to you too much, but I also don't trust their opinion at all. Mm-hmm. But I also get hurt when they help me first and then they see me try something on and they turn away. <laughs> like, oh, but then, okay. but then I know. know. I know. But I'm still like, well, you, you don't have to do that to me, but I guess that's better than anything else. Better than lying to my face. Um, at our local Aritzia, there was like this girl that always worked there, and um, no matter what anyone tried on, she'd be like, "Oh my god, that looks so good on you," and like it'd just be like that every single time. And I'm like, I would look because there's a communal mirror. There's no mirrors like inside the change room itself. Um, people like every single time someone came out, and I was, it was like, mm, this might not be so good on you. Like I was like, this doesn't look that great. And then she like, oh my god, that looks so good on you. And I'm like, oh, I don't trust you. Yeah, I do not like trying stuff on at Aritzia. 
Yeah. What is up with their sizes too? Like this is a complete side story, but like they're like they don't like I know like they don't really design their own clothes. Like they have designers like Babaton, Wilfred, and all that stuff. And like I don't know if that's associated with Aritzia or if they just buy from those like designers. But like why are their sizing always like so much smaller than like other places? Yeah, I don't know. It always hurts my feelings a little bit when I have to go up so many more sizes and I'm like, uh, I swear I'm like normal at other stores. Oh, like, don't say like normal. Normal, but like, like, you know what I mean? Like, what felt normal to me that I was like, oh, I'm a monster. And it's like other places, it's like, yeah, like I fit, like, I might be like the end of the size range, but I'm like, I still fit into like clothes and stuff and they fit me pretty well but then like i go to aritzia and i'm like you only have like a 10 and i'm like well this is not gonna fit me um i'm just gonna back out right now <laughs> and it's like expensive too yeah like just a simple t-shirt would be like 40 dollars i don't think I, even, I, I can't even shop there anymore like i like sometimes like i go take a scroll and then i'm like i feel bad about myself Aritzia has become like a social media company to me. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. What do you see for Lululemon? What's in your future? It's the, it's like the yoga mom. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> um, the one who is living large off of her husband who works the really high paying job and she just like drops off the kids and mm-hmm. goes off to... Mm-hmm. It's, it, like I know you haven't watched it, but it's like what happened. Like what was it called? It's like Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, oh, I don't know how she does it. Oh, no, I yeah. haven't watched that. Yeah. So and like I don't know how she does it. She's like, um, she has two kids, like two young kids. She's also like um, some manager or something at like some financial firm. Um, but then like the other moms, like at the private school that she sends her kids to or whatever, is are like oh yeah like I drop my kids off around like seven or eight and then you know like I go to the gym and like I stay there until like two three o'clock and then like I go pick up my kids again I'm like yeah it's goals (laughs) but that's also what like the Lululemon like what I think of when I think of Lululemon that's that's so funny when I was at the gym yesterday I was telling Nick I was like man all those like white women in that yoga class in the middle of the day they just live in my dream and he was like are you not in the middle of the gym are you not in the gym in the middle of the day too like what what are you complaining about yeah i mean he has a point he has a point they could be there on their lunch yeah they could be there on lunch but imagine if they weren't and they're just like you know gonna get lunch after or like get a smoothie with each other and just chat the day away that's literally my like dream day off yeah (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that is my dream life. Yeah. So all those Lululemon personalities traits, those are all the ones I aspire to have. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Mm-hmm. So why do you think we assign these personalities to like the different companies? Like, Where do you think it stems from? I think it's kind of like the main people we see who use them almost. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's the only reason why I think Lululemon has that personality. Or Ritzia has that stuck-up personality. 
I think it's like part of also like I I mean like it's the way that the company positions itself, which means it's kind of like so they choose to hire certain types of people. So then like when people see that resemblance, they're like, ah, oh, I could like dress like that or I could be like that too, kind of thing. So like it's definitely like a making of the company in some ways. But like I doubt like the founders of Reddit are like, haha, we're gonna tailor <laughs> to neckbeards. <laughs> hmm. That kind of reminds me of like the Abercrombie, like how they repositioned themselves. They started off being like super snobby, elite, racist, to um, we love everyone, size inclusive. Yay. <laughs> yeah, it's actually super funny you mentioned that because when the documentary like of uh, like Flaming Hot or like something on Netflix came out about like the scandal that Abercrombie had um, back in the day on the Abercrombie website, it was like inclusivity like we're so inclusive now we're <laughs> donating like this much money to like i think it was the trevor fund or something um like just for this month blah 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 blah. and i was like oh. <laughs> interesting <laughs> coincidence <laughs> yeah but i guess it's like that is a case of like ooh, maybe you went too far mm-hmm. yeah so I guess it is a little bit of how we perceive them because of the type of people who purchase it and also a little bit of what the brand or company tries to do when Costco tries to put out that grandfather vibe. Yeah, I mean, they just pay their employees well. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty great guess... grandpa vibe, but we don't see In-N-Out as a grandpa. I feel like In-N-Out is like that like weird like person who is not overtly religious but is very conservative he's like the nice conservative man like your neighbor, yeah probably but also like donates to anti-lgbtqia funds in the oh i don't know why would you do this yeah you didn't know this no i did not now i oh. cannot support them pretty like pro-conservatism <laughs> oh in and out they also pay their employees well though so oh man you think it's dangerous for companies to have like to be able to be personified or to have like these things that like people think about them i think it's a little bit dangerous because like i don't know it might keep people away it might attract the wrong type of people. Um, and at the end of the day, these people are companies, you know? Like, even though you'll see, like, all these companies tweeting out, like, haha, funny things. It's like, mm, at the end of the day, like, look at their mission statements. Look at their, what they're doing in the back end politically. Like, in and out, I had no idea. That one I'm kind of shocked about, because it's, like, it's pretty prevalent on Reddit. <laughs> oh, God, I had no idea. Um... Cognitive dissonance. <laughs> it's like when Nike kind of had that stand with um, Colin Kaepernick. Ka Ka Colin K. Um, who kneeled during the playing of the national anthem uh, during like an NFL football game. And they had him as one of like their new like athlete sponsorships and everything and then people start like burning their nikes um 
because of that because they were like so against that and everything and like yeah i guess it's like that is kind of one of those things where it's like a little bit dangerous not them supporting him but the other people the act of burning things is pretty dangerous <laughs> yeah that's what i'm trying to that's what i'm trying to say don't burn things unless it's in a controlled pit mm -hmm. If that's your takeaway today, that should be that should be it. <laughs> I feel like if my business prof listened to me talk about all these things, he'd be like, "Oh my god, we talked about this um, in class and stuff. Like, why aren't you saying all those things of like how a company positions itself and everything and blah 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 blah." So don't take away any of that in case like we're very very wrong about how companies position themselves. Mm -hmm. But instead, take away they fire yeah protocols. Only you can stop fires. Thanks, Smokey. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us again for another episode. Go like us and follow us on social media, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, whatever one you think personifies us the best. And then go listen to us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And join us next Thursday for another episode of Apologetically Me. Bye. Bye.